Authentic Verdict is a movement that helps motivate people to launch and start their businesses. Whether your business is big or small, or you're just looking for motivation, this podcast is for you. We chat to inspiring founders from e-commerce, blogging, local, service and product-based businesses about the fist-pumping moments and then the dark days that you just want to give up. No two businesses are the same, however delving into the authentic verdict of what works, what doesn't and how to cultivate that crazy mind of yours can help set you on your way. I'm your host, Katie Eels, co-founder of online sustainable skincare store, Sabia Co. Hello, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining The Authentic Verdict. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited. Yes, I'm very excited to have you on. We love to kind of get into it by sharing what you're manifesting or working towards at the moment. Yes, well, I'm manifesting a lot for this year. I feel like this year is a big year for me um, with a, I can't disclose too much information, but I'm Definitely, I'm opening up another company um, with a friend of mine, and we are going to be going down a big kind of honest health journey um, with our audience. And I know I'm sounding very <laughs> blase, <laughs> but um, I'm manifesting big things for this because um, I'm really passionate about supporting people with a no BS approach to health. So cutting through it, honest, realness, raw, um, and this company is going to encompass all of that. So manifesting that for outside of um, consulting, but also manifesting, I guess, on a personal level, just slowing down. I'm really trying to um, cultivate energy this year. I think last year I ended the year in a bit of a burnout state and this year I've restructured my work and now really implementing that work-life balance because I think as a mother and as a business owner with different arms to the business as well, you get really caught up in that, you know, Russian women's syndrome. So I'm all about, okay, what can I do to cultivate energy for myself and even my clients in my in my clinic as well? Oh, that's amazing. That's such an important goal to move towards, especially not even if you're a working mum, like just even a stay-at-home mum, like cultivating energy for yourself to show up as the best version for your children is tough. Like it's extremely hard. Yeah, it's really tough. And we're constantly giving it, right? We're giving energy to our thoughts, our relationships, our work, our children, whatever it is. And by the end of the day, you, you step back and you say, okay, well, where's the energy for me? Where did mm. I bring energy back into the day? And there, there's days, weeks that would go by that maybe you haven't done that for yourself. So that's my new my new manifestation for the year. Yes, I'm sure you'll get yeah. it done. For our <laughs> listeners, would you like to explain, you have a few different hats, all of the things that you encompass under your umbrella? Yes. So... First and foremost, I'm a mother. Um, I'm a mother to my two-and-a-half-year-old girl, Sunny. Um, she definitely opened up my world to motherhood that, you know, two-and-a-half years ago, and it's been a, a, a juggle and an incredible journey nonetheless. <laughs> uh, before Sunny came along, I'm also my career. I'm a clinical nutritionist, and I have my own online clinic here in Australia called Captured Nutrition, which we have a few different practitioners now working um, for the clinic, which is um, so amazing to be able to offer different services to support as many clients as we possibly can. So Captured Nutrition was my first baby, I guess, and I took it online 
back in 2018 when I moved to New Zealand for a winter season and just never took it back face to face because COVID happened and it really allowed um, the online industry, especially within, you know, the health industry to take their practices online, um, which is fantastic because, again, it, you know, face to face really limits you with who you can see online clinic. You can see anyone around Australia um, and it doesn't it doesn't impact them whatsoever. So. That's my career. I've been a clinical nutritionist now for over seven years, um, specializing in reproductive health, um, gut health, uh, fertility, preconception care, pregnancy and postpartum and beyond. Um, definitely having Sunny really opened up my eyes to the fertility and the pregnancy and the postpartum journey and what all of that encompasses, um, not, not only for the mother, but also for the baby too. So that's the business kind of well. And I also am a co-host to a podcast um, called The No BS Approach to Motherhood. We like cutting through the BS. So um, that's a really fun adventure that I'm doing with my co-host, Shelly, and she's a nutritionist naturopath as well. Amazing. I personally love the podcast, especially as a new mum. I think I started listening to, before we started, like our conception journey, you know, there's just always that fear of how it will unfold for you and your partner. And I remember listening, that's how I think I found it was a fertility one. And then also I think learning about the postpartum. For me, I spent so much time, you know, thinking about how to fall pregnant, but I didn't think about how important my nutritional intake was going to be after birth and to be making breast milk. Like it's so crazy how much more you need after birth than you do actually in pregnancy. I did not. Oh my know gosh. That. <laughs> yeah. I know. And and all the hormonal changes, you have the biggest hormone drop ever recorded in mammals <laughs> after giving birth. So we we are, you know, pretty superhuman in that aspect for sure, what we do. <laughs> yes. And what made you so obviously you had to study at university to become a nutritionist? What made you take the bridge from either like, you know, working in a practice or in a hospital to then having your own business instead? It really all came together for me my final year of my degree. I wasn't really sure what avenue I was going to go down, whether I was going to practice or not, if I was going to write my recipes. It was a really interesting time. But when I was in student clinic and I saw my client's health drastically change, I thought, okay, this is this is what I want to do. Um, and I just decided to, you know, bite the bullet and go straight out into clinical practice, um, in my little studio, you know, apartment in Byron Bay where I was living at the time and seeing face-to-face clients. And, you know, that was maybe two a week at that point. And I was working in retail and doing all the things, um, to support yourself when you're just fresh out of university. And, I also started working in Melbourne. So I'd fly into Melbourne um, one week every month and talk at events. And I became quite well known in the space around gut health. That was my first kind of specialty and where I really, I guess, educated people on a, on a mass scale, not just face to face. So it was really, I guess, early on in the game that I thought, okay, I'm going to do this and I want this to be my career. And I remember walking, I was living in just outside of Byron in this little town called South Golden Beach. Um, and I would walk along the beach every day and I'd manifest it. I would say every day I'm going to be seeing a minimum of, you know, at the time it was 15 clients a week and this is what it's going to look like. And I think within, you know, a few months I was achieving those goals and above and beyond. And now I'm at a place where, you know, I look back at that and I just think, 
how incredible, you know, I've really just stuck to it. I've stuck in my own lane too. I think there's so much noise in the wellness world and nutrition space. It's overwhelming. Even for me as a practitioner, I I really, it, it wasn't until just recently that I started following on social media, um, fellow practitioners, because I never wanted to be blindsided by my own goals and my own realistic um, kind of measures on how I was going to get there. And I thought the more practitioners and the more people in my space that I followed on social media, the more I was distracted from my own goals and, you know, what that looked like. So it's it's been a journey, so many road bumps and, and things like that. But um, looking back now, I'm really proud of what I've achieved yeah and you should be especially I think when we get to work with helping people become a better version of themselves I think it's such a fulfilling role like for us you know we don't focus on the sales per day we focus on the amount of people we get to help per day and I think that's such a beautiful way to look at like you know getting to have 15 clients and then being able to overachieve those goals is so exciting when you decided to start in your little studio, did you do any business courses? Like what made you even get on Instagram? Because I mean, 2018, you know, that's probably when we started to be able to still get organic traction on social media. It's a bit harder these days. But how did that kind yeah. of, yeah, set up of your like online and, you know, in-person business happen? Yeah, really good question. So, My dad was my business mentor. I think he grew his business from scratch and was really successful. So he was such a prominent role in my life with how my business mind kind of unfolded. I never did any courses. They don't teach you business at university. So we're (laughs) really ill-equipped with any kind of um, practice like that to take home with. So I knew all I wanted to do was help people and that was my burning desire and passion. Um, and I just thought, okay, my dad was my mentor, I guess, through all of that. And it wasn't, I started my Instagram account when I was at university and it just naturally kind of organically grew. But I guess it really wasn't until I was doing a lot of that public speaking that it really excelled and it was just word of mouth. And I was lucky enough to do quite a few events with big names in the industry back then um, when I was working in, in Melbourne. And again, just having that exposure and being, you know, being able to travel a little bit with that um, and speak at those events really helped that grow organically. Um, but in terms of, yeah, I've never done business courses. I've never done anything like that. My dad was always my mentor. He unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. So it was really an interesting space for me. I mean, obviously going through the grief of losing my dad, but also losing my biggest business mentor as well. So then it's just it's come back solely on me and I've now realized, you know, over the last, especially 12 months, this is where I've hired staff and I'm hiring people to help me with all of those, those roles now, because you can't do it on your own. You know, I was doing it on my own for such a long time. Um, and, and having outsourcing has just really helped again, kind of support my clinic so I can do what I love, which is, you know, sitting down and helping people achieve their health goals. So, that's, I guess, the kind of business side. But the social media, it's been so interesting. When I took it all online back in 2018, 
that's where again my social media really excelled again because like you said you could you could get that organic kind of um platform you were seeing your business account um excel you could get 500 likes on a post <laughs> back then <laughs> and maybe 500 comments if you're lucky yeah. <laughs> um and obviously that's all changed now but it was a really great time because I was traveling and I was doing what I was you know loving overseas and um I just bit the bullet and thought you know what zoom was accessible skype was accessible back then i think i started it all on skype actually it was yeah. it was all on skype my consultations and um obviously as covid hit all of the platforms became so evolved and being online was so much easier that's so amazing that you got it all set up before covid because i feel like for so many practitioners that transition of you know not being able to have your income every single day and then having to figure out this whole new beast of setting up an online company and how to get people there and how to, you know, have consultations. So lucky that you must have had something inside you that thought you should do that. (laughs) (laughs) I look back at it now and I thought, okay, great. This is all done for me. I don't have to restructure anything for COVID. So I was really grateful for for doing that in the first place for sure. So amazing. And we love to, so many of our listeners are people who are in their entrepreneur journey. And when we talk about hiring staff, how did you have that feeling? Like, did you wait until a certain point or did you just get to that point where you're like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Someone has to help. (laughs) Basically the latter. (laughs) I, um, it was, yeah, basically yeah 14 months ago and I just thought enough is enough I am I can't I can't do this anymore I need help I need support um I you know Sunny was a year and a half and I had a huge clinic load I was seeing at the time I think I was seeing 50 clients a week and it was all just too much I couldn't keep on top of the emails and the accounting and the marketing and all the things that encompass running my social media you know all the things um and I put a post up on Instagram said I'm hiring a clinic manager and that's when um it all just went so smoothly and I hired my first clinic manager and she really I love her so much she's just gone on maternity leave and um, oh no but I know, <laughs> but um, I knew that going, I knew that hiring her, but she um, really helped um, just put all the infrastructure that I needed to to run a business online there to make things smooth sailing and those, those policies and procedures all still are in place today. So when new staff start, it's all there and it's easy going and we're constantly upgrading and upskilling right in those areas. So it's been a really beautiful flow and effect, but it's allowed me to stop running in flight, flight, freeze response and adrenaline and burnout to really go, okay, well, now I've got all of this in place and that structure to the business. Now I can, you know, I've capped my clients at a certain amount per week now, which works for me. And then I can structure in that work-life balance a little bit easier as well. Amazing. And with all of those hats that you are wearing, how do you find time to evenly juggle them or to switch off or to, yeah, get energy back for yourself at the end of the day or the week? Well, that's my work in progress for this year. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of the times, you know, I, I, Sunny would be in daycare three days a week and they would be my clinic days and I'd be back to back from 8 till 7 p.m. at night. So there was no time for me to 
just go for a walk or, or go get my hair done or, you know, just in general, go get a massage or see my chiropractor or, or whatever those things were. And that's where I realized, okay, again, I'm still in fight, flight, freeze response. So this is where I made the conscious decision. And it was really hard because you got that pull with motherhood where I want to be with Sunny as much as I can because I'm never going to get this time back with her. But I also want to show up as a better mother, a better, you know, practitioner, a better wife, all the things, a better friend. And something had to give because I just couldn't, you know, juggle the two. So that's when I decided to put her in four days a week of daycare this year um, and restructure my whole clinic days. So I had afternoons off or mornings off where I could go for my walks. You live in um, Gold Coast, you know, do yeah. the National Park walk early, um, go down and do a beach walk. And I'm really making a conscious decision to do all of those little things now. I invested in an infrared sauna. So I've oh. got those tools. They're the best, aren't they? <laughs> I'm trying to sell to my husband that we are going to have like a bit of a spa set up here and we can, I just want a sauna and I'm just trying to get it through our accountant who is my husband. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a tough ride off, right? <laughs> yeah, we need it for our customers that don't really come into the warehouse. <laughs> but it's so important. I think my Tuesdays is like my scheduled day where Louise with his grandparents, but it's so jam-packed and like almost stressful the amount of things I need to get into this like five to six hour period. And like for me, I'm craving a float so much. Like I want to go for a sauna and a float but I almost feel guilty choosing that for myself instead of being at work on the day that I'm scheduled to be at work. So yeah, I'm definitely trying to find that balance of like, when is that other day where it can be for me? And like, you know, when you have moments like that for yourself, walking for me, walking through that burly headland is some of the best ideas I ever have for my business because I'm just completely relaxed. I'm in nature and my mind is like flowing where it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more you're in that, I guess, flow state, whatever you want to call it, the better you show up for like not only yourself, but your children, right? And and everything else, your career. And I think we feel guilty because we've got so many things pulling us in all these different directions, especially being business owners as well. But we really need to step back and go, no, actually, I deserve this. I work work hard. I work hard as a mother. I work hard as a business owner. I work hard as a wife, whatever, you know. And I think when you go, no, it's, it's my time and you're allowed to be in that moment, I think that's, I think that's really, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's my goal for this year is to find that second day to have because on the weekends like you want to spend time together as a full family you don't want to be out for a few hours like I mean I do but if the weather's beautiful I want to be at the beach with my family like we work so hard to have a family to you know enjoy it so you're five years into six almost six years into the online side of things Oh, the online side of things. So, yeah, that would be, yes, six years, been practising for over seven years. Yeah. And then when did you, are you still doing any speaking events or what have some of like your biggest highlights in that, well, I guess your whole, you know, few years as practising and then also having the business? I think some of my biggest highlights were prior to COVID when I was traveling a lot and doing a lot of speaking events. I haven't done um, any speaking events. I just, because I haven't had the time, you know, with since Sunny was born and, and trying to find that 
that time to fly or go with the with my clinic which is which is busy it, it just hasn't happened for me which is a shame because that's where I thrive I love public speaking I love you know just try to support people on that grander scale um but I guess my biggest highlights were those speaking events in Melbourne a lot of them happen in Melbourne and Sydney um and also the podcast I've been loving the podcast because you again you can speak to so many people and share stories and have some of the leaders in the industry come on and talk to you about, you know, different areas that we want to address as well. So that's been a massive highlight for me post Sunny. Um, but I can't think off the top of my head one specific thing because there was there there has been lots which has been great, but I can't I can't give you specific. Well, that's good though. That's that's. I mean, it's so nice when we can't pick one out of however many handfuls we have of great moments. So that's amazing. And then with the podcast, because you do speak to a lot of other business owners and things like that, or like healthcare professionals, how are you, how is that incorporating into the business that you have? Or like what's some of the strategies behind, you know, your practice and then also with, you know, the new business that you're thinking of, how are you using like marketing strategies or any particular business strategies or just having a crack? (laughs) I'm having a crack. <laughs> I wish I had all these words of wisdom for you around all of that. But um, I think trial and error too, you know, because I've been doing it alone for so long and I had to learn things quite quickly and what was working, what wasn't working. And then when I obviously got the help from staff and things like that, you kind of can see, okay, this is where my time's going here and this is where it's going here. I, I just always let it organically happen. Um I've just, I've never spent big money on marketing or things like that because I've always, I guess deep down, I've trusted my gut instinct and I've gone, okay, if this feels good and every cell in my body is telling me this feels good, I know it's something that I have to do. So with this new company that's launching this year, I know every single cell in my body, it's going to do really, really well. And that was the same with the podcast. I knew it felt really good. The intentions were good and what we want to deliver to the public is really good. So I've just always just gone, fuck it. Sorry for swearing. Let's just see where it goes. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not, I gave it a crack and it failed. And that's okay. I, I, you know, I feel good about that too. And I feel like, you know, one of the most common things that we have with our guests on here is failure is not really failure. It's just a lesson that we get to experience and take into the next journey that we have. And you know, for us, we always have so many failures, but it's like yeah. gets to be the building blocks. Or for me, the reason I started the podcast was to share those failures and make other, you know, people who are in that really big grind of starting their business not feel so alone or not feel like it was a failure because we all have them. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> and what some of the best advice you've been given, maybe around like business or motherhood, because I feel like they're the two kind of categories that our audience is really interested in learning skills around? So with business, stay in your own lane. I Like like I was saying at the start, I think the more you are influenced by what everyone else is doing, you lose sight of your true core and your true values and why you started in the first place. I think if you can step back and shake away that noise and really drive into what ignites your soul, I call it do shit that makes you happy, I think that's where 
you know, you really thrive in whatever business you're going to do. I think just, I think blocking out the noise is really, really important and sticking to your true core values and even writing them down and having a list so you can constantly remind yourself of why you started. I think a lot of the times uh, when I've been doing mentoring for students as well, um, they go, oh, but, you know, it's just too hard and, and I'm at that second year of seeing clients and I just I just don't know. And I'm like, let's step it back. Why did you start in the first place? What was it that ignited your soul about doing this? And I think having those core values there as a constant reminder is, is really beneficial. Motherhood. Hmm. <laughs> I'm still learning. <laughs> um, it's... It, it's been the wildest, insane, amazing, defeating, all the emotions wrapped up into one so far and I know it's not going to end. So <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel I I just feel understanding that the juggle is there and the mum guilt is there but not also reading into it. I think a lot of the times that mum guilt can really set in but I'm like how is this serving me right now? What am I doing right now in this moment that's benefiting myself as a, a mother but also myself in my career but also myself as a person and how is that going to benefit Sunny? Yeah. You know, and I think bringing it back to that and thinking is this mum guilt going to serve me right now? If it's not, I just shake it off and try and move on and focus my energies elsewhere. But it's hard, you know. You know yourself, it's hard. You can get really in the grind of it um, but it's all those lessons that I take from that and put it into the next time I feel mum guilt or the next time the juggle feels really strong and taking yeah. in one direction. And I think that also comes back to that comparison thing, like staying in your own lane. I think with me, you know, through social media and we're thinking about, you know, what concept, what marketing campaign can we do next? And you look for inspiration from other brands and then you all, all of a sudden have that comparison feeling and it takes you out of your, your lane. And I think for, for us, like, when we brought on a new staff member in the middle of last year, we really got into like our branding and our core values so that she could understand the business. I really realized how much we let that slip because we were focusing on like trying to, you know, be on trend with a new campaign or whatever it was. And it's so important to come back to your core values. And even in motherhood, like I'm a working mum, And when I get to come to work and do things that really make me feel good about myself, like I love what I do. I then come home and I'm the best version of myself for him because I'm, you know, I'm so light and happy because I just had the best bloody day at work. So I don't, yeah, I try not <laughs> to like look at that. And, you know, we, everyone will have someone that says, oh, that must be hard. Like, do you feel guilty for choosing work over your child? But it all comes down to, yeah, like how we feel within ourselves instead of looking out at what others think or what others are doing. I love that. That's it. And I think, absolutely. And I think you're passionate about what you do. Well, you know, it it drives that 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 need for you know well, I'm doing this because I'm passionate, and I love what I do, and it makes me happy. So that you bring that into back at home with your children too. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I love to always ask where you hang out to get smarter. So this could be like, do you have certain mentors? Do you have podcasts that you listen to? Is there a particular area that you do hang out to get smarter? Definitely. So we have to do minimum of 20 hours of study a year to keep up with all the research and things like that. So I'm always um, doing courses. So more study, more study. And I have a mentor um, in the space. I'm doing a lot of her courses at the moment, which just upskill on what we've already done in areas that we 
like to specialize in, I guess. So reproductive health, fertility, gut, all of those areas. So I hang out in big nerdy practitioner only um, <laughs> online mentoring groups and, and courses as well. That's my, that's my big ones. It's amazing. I feel like, yeah, when we get to work in a space that we're so passionate about, we can't help but continue to upskill literally all the time. Dave will always be like, how do you have time to read a fucking new book about this? Like, <laughs> You say that you're stressed and you have no time, but you're still learning something new. <laughs> exactly. That's it. You somehow do it because you, you're excited, right? <laughs> and what is one of your favorite quotes that just really gets you through maybe those challenging times when the juggle does feel a little bit too much? Do shit that makes you happy. It's my mantra. I've been hammering it on social media, I think, ever since I first started my account all those years ago. And I think I've got it on my desk right in front of me, do shit that makes you happy because I look at it and I go, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if we're not finding those moments or those little things and our, you know, we can't have our physical health without our mental health, right? That we have to have both of them together. We can't have one without the other. So for me, it's really about factoring those little moments in. And even if they're fleeting moments, it's still worth it. Oh, 100%. I love that. Mine's just do it, which is very similar. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> because you do, you just have to like, you know, it wastes so much of our our monkey mind when we're like contemplating something. And I think, you know, like you said, trusting your intuition, when something arises, you know, deep down, you're either like, fuck yeah, or hell no. But then sometimes we let that cloud of judgment be like, oh, but maybe if it's a maybe, it's a no you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I was thinking about that the other day. I've been asked, you know, there's all these collaborations on Instagram. And I'm just like, I, I read them like, oh, the money's good. But actually, that's a big hell no, because, you know, there's so many other things in there that I would just never do. So yeah, it's it's really interesting how many hell no's I'm going back with recently than hell yeses because of boundaries, right? And what's feeling good. And you know yourself. I think, yeah, when you spend time to get to know yourself, you can hear that gut voice or wherever you feel your intuition a lot clearer. I think with motherhood, that really taught me. Like at the beginning, I was like, well, actually, no, like maybe your professional opinion as a doctor doesn't sit with me. So it's a no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> and where can our beautiful community find you? Maybe they are struggling with their nutrition or maybe they're a mum, they really need your BS approach. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, my Instagram account is where I'm most active and that's Catherine underscore Hay underscore nutritionist. Um, but my big online clinic uh, through my website is Captured Nutrition with a K and then the uh, podcast, which is the No BS Approach to Motherhood. And that's quite real and relatable where we really get into the, you know, nitty gritty of all things. Um, so I think a lot of mothers who are tuning into your podcast too, Lovely, might benefit from just knowing that they're not alone in all the, all the things that motherhood can <laughs> throw us i'll definitely add them in the description because they are some of my favorite podcasts as well but thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning and yeah i'm sure our audience is going to be really excited about this thank you so much for having me it was great